Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. your attention to the book of John 7 and 53 and then we'll be reading from St. John 8 1 through 11 in John 7 and 53 it just simply says and every man went unto his own house and then we look at verse or chapter 8 1 through 11 and the Bible says, And Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have an occasion to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. They which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those that accuse? Have no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Eternal God, we are so thankful, so grateful to you for the gathering on today. Seeing people we hadn't seen in a while, seeing those that are faithfully coming, and, and those that, Lord Jesus, every now and then may stop in with a cameo appearance. We love them, Lord. We just want everybody in the house to know today that we want the presence of God to overtake us in this message. We want him to speak to our hearts and begin to bring us to a place where we understand what he means when he says go and sin no more. Lord, we once again ask, please help us to 
today, not just to be a hearer, but to be a doer of your word. And me, your servant, Lord, I stand in much need for, Lord Jesus, you to intervene. Let your anointing flow through me and let me be found yielded to you in, Lord, doing just what you said. Lord, again, lend me thine anointing that yokes, fetters, and chains will be broken, lives restored, and people delivered. And Lord, if there's anyone in this house that have never repented of their sins, never been baptized in Jesus' precious name, let this be the day that they do that. They repent. They turn away from sin, are baptized in your name, and Lord, that you fill them with your Holy Spirit. And when all of these things are said and done, we'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise. Let everyone say in Jesus' name. In verse number nine, Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. Everybody say, but what sayest thou? That's the question. And the answer in verse 11, she said, no man, Lord, and Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Everybody, go and sin no more. I want to minister to you from this thought. The question is, what sayest thou? The answer is, go and sin no more. I asked you to look at verse 53 from the seventh chapter of John. And it, it simply said, and every man went unto his own house. Notice that Jesus said that birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. He has to go approximately two miles on the outside of Jerusalem to be in the Mount of Olives. And the scripture says, as Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. What, what's so spectacular about the Mount of Olives? The, the Mount of Olives is mentioned a number of times in the New Testament pertaining to Jesus. We find him teaching and praying and even ascending to heaven from the Mount of Olives. And while we find every man went unto his own house in verse 53, but in John 8 and 1, we find Jesus is at his spot. Somebody say he's at his spot. The Mount of Olives. And no doubt praying and meditating on the events and teaching to impart unto the people for the next day. And as Jesus, we follow this account. As Jesus was teaching in the temple, there was a plot to try to trip him up in his teaching in hopes that he would say something that would turn the masses from him. You see, the Pharisees knew that this ministry appealed to the masses of impoverished people. How many of you know it, it, it's something to have a ministry, but there's something else when you minister to the poor? When you minister to those that cannot give back to ministry, they come in and they have baggage, they, they have stuff. And they need somebody to show them love. And I want to say to New Life Ministries, keep on loving on them. Keep on showing the love of Jesus, that agape love. Because we need the masses to understand it's not about a dollar sign. 
is about ministry. And he had the attention of the masses. And, and that's why this plot was set against him. So they thought if they could just get him to say some condemning things, that the people would stop following him. So now the, the plot thickens. Right in the middle of Jesus' teaching, they bring this woman who they claim to have caught in the act of adultery. They even say the very act. And then they have a nerve to bring up scripture. <laughs> I, I want you to know it would have been all right if it was genuine, if it was sincere. But see, they had a hidden agenda. They had a motive why they were doing it. It wasn't about really finding out. It wasn't really about exercising the law, but it was to try to trip him up. And then they referred to the scripture, and they said to him about Moses. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. You see, in the Mosaic law, in Deuteronomy about 22 and 22, it states that if a young virgin is espoused to a man and she finds herself in the bed with another man that's married they were to take them everybody say them I want you to catch this they were to take them both outside of the city and stone her for what she did and stone him for what he did so he's they're referring to Moses the, the Mosaic law and then they said to Jesus but what saith thou? They're trying to set a trap for Jesus. Because they say, you know what? If he says this, they'll be against him. And if he says that, we'll be against him. So the Bible said that Jesus acted as though he didn't even hear him. He said, or the Bible said he stooped down. Now, I don't know about you. I wasn't always old. There was a time when I played in the dirt. Anybody remember them days playing in the dirt? <laughs> the Bible said that Jesus stooped down and he began to write in the ground. In other words, the dirt. I, I, I promise you, I have no clue. Nobody knows what Jesus was writing. But let me put this out in the atmosphere. Let me suggest to some Perhaps, I, I don't know, I could be wrong. Maybe he was just writing the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not be a false witness. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And you know the list goes on. So as he's, he's doing that, he's writing, what, what, what's going on here? What's, what's really going on? Because they say to him, but what sayest thou? He answers them not. But right off the heels of that, that's where we derive our thought. What sayest thou? The question, the answer, go and sin no more. Let's remember that Jesus always has our best interest at heart. So let me pause right here and say to you 21st century Pharisees, how soon we forget what manner of man we were. And such were some of you. 
where we were when Jesus came into our lives. He saw the wounded woman and ministered forgiveness. Jesus saw this woman in her condition and he began to meet her right where she was and began to minister to her. But justice demanded that she be stoned to death. But Grace said, no, not today. (laughs) You see, Jesus showed mercy and forgiveness balanced with a call of living holy. Go and sin no more. So let's go back to our text for a moment. The Pharisees asked this question. What saith thou? But again, Jesus here. established. No man knows what he wrote in the dirt, but he was writing something. And so as he's he's writing that, he understood the heart of the Pharisees. He understood that they were trying to trap him. He also understood that the pride that they had, he had to correct. That's why when he stooped down, he wrote some things and it was bringing to their attention where they were. Saints, we've got to be so careful because God's going to bring people in this church. I'm going to say this until Jesus takes me. He's going to bring some folk in here and the folk ain't going to look like you. I promise you. And I'm not trying to be funny. They might not smell like you because they may not have the withal to take showers and baths like you. They're going to come in and they're going to be all manner of men. I'm telling you, God is dealing with me. He's, he let me know, come on, you better stop it. You better stop it. Look beyond the exterior and strive to see the soul of man. Because I'm going to tell you, if you look at the exterior, it'll throw you off. I mean, some of the stuff that we see them wearing and, and how their hair is. <laughs> Listen, I, I know Miss Clairol is making a bunch of money on some stuff. I mean, we got green hair, blue hair, purple hair, rainbow hair. And you know what the sad irony is? They're just trying to find themselves. Jesus met this woman right at the point of her need. He ministered to her. He's ministering now to the Pharisees because of the pride that they have. He's writing down in the dirt, and and he's letting them see. And the Bible says that as he stoops down, they're still asking him. What sayest thou? And Jesus stops playing in the dirt. He stops finished writing whatever he was writing. And he got up, and I can imagine he looked at him like I try to look at every last one of y'all sometimes in the eyeballs. He's looking at them, and he simply says this. He who is amongst you that is without sin, first let him the stone. And you know what he did after that? <laughs> Went right back to piddling in the dirt. But then the scripture says he he got up and when he looked nobody was there. C- can you imagine <laughs> whenever they saw whatever he wrote and it hit home they start doing the moonwalk backwards. From the oldest to the young they, they start tipping. You know how we do it in church. They tip on out. So Jesus rises up and he says, oh, wait a minute. 
Woman, where are those that accuse thee? woman where are thy accusers she said there's no more how many of you know that Jesus was the God man he was God manifested in the flesh but he understood that I have to meet this woman at her point of need and her need right now is not to be condemned her need right now is not for me to just say oh you something else you ought to go somewhere no mm -mm. he said neither do I saying to the most high I submit to you there was someone that could have stoned her there was someone standing right there without sin there was someone that has never known what sin was and that someone chose not to pick up a rock and chunk it throw it at her hit her in the head he said no Neither do I. Remember the question, what sayest thou? The answer, go and sin no more. He wanted her to know, after today, you don't have to do what you've been doing. See, if you go back and you read that account, and then you understand why she was worthy to be stoned, that might have been her first time. She was a virgin. She was a spouse to someone else. But she finds herself in the bed with another man that's married. So Jesus says, okay, I'm not condoning the adultery. But I've got to meet you where you are. I've got to show you what love looks like. I've got to show you how grace really works. And he says to her, neither do I. neither do I. I've got the power to sentence you to death, but neither do I. Go and sin no more. You see, they said she committed adultery. We caught her in the very act. This woman was in the act of adultery when we caught her. Now let's be real, brothers and sisters, guests and visitors. I'm sure they knew who he was. <laughs> he might have even been one of her accusers. But just for the record, the way it was then, so it is today. A double standard when it comes to this sexual sin. So often the woman is looked down on because of her past, but overlooked on who she is now, what she's doing now. Whatever your past history, I'm telling you right here and right now, let it go. Leave it in the past. Why you think they call it the past? Because it's behind you. That's not who you are anymore. And perhaps you're, you're struggling right now in your present. Jesus wants to give you a second chance. Somebody said, I need a second chance. Please, sir, ma'am, don't, don't get it twisted. He is the God of a second chance. We've heard that song. But we know that it's more than a second chance. How many of y'all have more than one chance? 
more than two chances, more than three. See, so, but, but we're just using for this application, he's giving her another opportunity to do the right thing. And I like to put it this way, doing the God's thing. So he says unto her, this is your opportunity. Go and sin no more. Jesus just wants to give us a second chance, a second chance. But I know somebody sitting there saying, preacher, just don't know. And guess what? You're absolutely right. I don't know. But Jesus knows all about it. And he says, go and sin no more. He says, my blood has made an atonement for you. You see, Jesus knows all about it. And he's willing. He's willing give you a second chance today but one thing he's not willing to do he's not willing it that any one of us should perish but that you would embrace his wonderful grace let me set the record straight grace is not a license to continue in sin Paul even asked the question shall we continue in sin that grace may abound his reply God forbid how shall we that are dead to sin continue or live any longer therein? We don't use it to exploit the love of God. In other words, saying things like, God loves me so I can live however I want to and do whatever I want to. Yes, my brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, there are people who have this faulty perception, this warped sense of God's grace. And that's simply because they haven't really encountered the amazing grace of God. The songwriter said, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind See, when you have a true encounter with the grace of God, you will not misuse it or abuse it. You'll understand that he's given you a second chance. As the second chance is offered, will you take him up on it today? Can you get to the point where you don't care what nobody in here is thinking? Rise to your feet, everybody rise. No man, no woman in here has a heaven or a hell to put you. Nobody is going to send you to hell but you. By not repenting, by not forsaking, by not saying, Lord, I'm ready to surrender. In Proverbs 28 and 13, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. For whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Thank you, Father, I gotta give you thanks because Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at the now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. 
Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive. And with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise.